But you're the man. You could do it. Okay. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Salty Pastor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn to think for yourself and grow your faith. You cannot rely on someone else to grow your faith for you or teach you how to think you have to do it on your own. And we are here to guide you along that path, guide but you we along cannot the path. do it for you. So yep. I am Jesse Mayer. I am your host for the Salty Pastor podcast, but I am blessed with two Salty Pastors <laughs> today, Dr. Douglas Peak and Pastor Pastor Harvey Friesen. So welcome, Yay, welcome, gentlemen. Go Harv. Hey, good to be with you guys. Nice little three guys. We, ha- we haven't yeah. had this combination on yet, so I'm excited yeah, to see what this Yeah, that'll be exciting, like. man. Well, you're looking yeah. good, Harv. You're going to throw some fastballs this Sunday. I don't know. Well, I am preaching this weekend, and I did have the joy of being able to start the sermon series. Oh yeah, back in July. He's bookending the whole thing. June, actually. Yep. And then I'll awesome. get to be the bookend of it. Exactly. Yep. So, what are we talking about today? I mean, uh, what are you preaching on this Sunday? Are we? Are you doing a new topic, or are we doing something different? Well, so the idea of it is, we've done a whole. Uh, set of seri- uh, sermons on getting up and going. Go out there and be intimate. Go out there and resolve biblical conflict. Go out there and make decisions. Go out there and live upstream rather than downstream living. Go out there and choose joy rather than living a dour life. And so all, I mean, all the kinds of different things that we've talked about over this period of time. But one of the things that Pastor Doug and I talked about was, hey, are we doing this? Uh, because what the way we'll finish with is, is in James chapter 2, it says to us, now someone may argue some people have faith, others may say they have good deeds. Mm. But I would say, how, uh, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? And then he says, I will show you my faith by my good deeds. How foolish, can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? And so the idea is, is that, hey, get up and go. And it wasn't just that Pastor Harv and Pastor Doug and, and Zach preached these sermons so that we can all sort of fill the weekends and have another filler, it was, hey, yeah. let's actually live this life. Because the question in life really comes down to this. Are we coping or are we thriving? And and a lot of people misunderstand that dichotomy too, is that they go, well, thriving means everything's perfect. Now, thriving doesn't mean everything's perfect. Thriving means God is leading my life. The Spirit of the living God is guiding my, my actions, my words, my deeds, my everything. And I am walking that walk of faith. And so Thriving means that we face difficulty and hardship, etc. What we've talked about, Pastor Doug and I have talked about in private at least, and maybe even out in public a bit, is, is that the world has sort of built this idea of let's help you all cope through this difficult season of COVID. Let's help you cope through these difficult things going on in the world. And that's a poor high ideal. The high ideal is we were made to thrive. Why is it that adventure is so appealing to us in life? Because God made us to thrive. Why are we shooting for the lowest standard of survivability yeah. rather yeah. than That's right. shooting for the stars, right? And one of the things I really like about what James says is he says, go out and good deeds. And in the past, or when I was younger, I always thought, oh, good deeds are these things that I do for other people. But I, I think it's really important to understand is that he says, I'll prove to you my faith through deeds which are good. They're not just good for others, but they're good for me. Yeah, well, They're really good for me. I'm, you know, when I choose joy, when I'm resolving conflict, when I am pursuing biblical intimacy, as Zach pointed out, when I'm trying to serve others or be generous, yeah. that's really good for me and my faith. Uh, well, and, and I would even share that when Doug was discipling me 35 years ago and coming to Christ, one of the pivot things that changed my life was he went to Deuteronomy and he said, Harv, I, th- I think you misunderstand. 
The rules of God are not written as these things that lay on your chest and suffocate life out of you. They're actually written for your own good. And that when you live a generous life, when mm. you live a sacrificial life, when you live a serving others life, when you live a forward-thinking, thriving life led by the Holy Spirit of God, it it actually benefits you. The outcome becomes yeah. upstream living, and it's joyful. We uh, yeah. The creative team's doing a, a film festival with Idaho State Penitentiary, and we wrote a piece, and in it I kind of use this phraseology of, you know, are we being shackled by by the idea of intelligent design or, or, you know, these rules we have to live in, or are we actually being freed to live a full life by believing in these things and understanding that our creator wants the best for us. Absolutely. And I think that's a very different perspective that most people don't have is, Oh, well, if you're, if you're living as a Christian, you have all these rules and you're being shackled down and you have all these chains. And he's like, no, he came to set you free from, you know, the isolation of thinking you're nothing but space dust that happened to end up walking yeah, on the yeah, earth. Yeah. You are more than these things and you're actually experiencing true freedom, not a set of rules or things that are just pulling you down. And, and those good deeds that you can do for yourself and for others are, are part of that call to thrive. Yeah. Well, long before America was ever started as a country or even a concept or an idea, James chapter one is all predicated on this one thought, the law of liberty. He's saying there is a principle of freedom within us that we're all called to live. And, and in that, he says that there is a component of self-governance. We go back to Galatians, as you talked yeah. not too long ago, and, and in there it says, we were called to freedom, only don't turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. In other words, that freedom we get from the faith we have and the freedom we're set free from the sins of our lives leads us to not go live a, a, a lascivious or a self-absorbed life, but leads us to actually live a fulfilling life. Mm. So when we talked about, and Pastor Doug prayed, fasted, we sought the Lord about it, uh, it was how do we actually help people thrive, get up and go thrive again, because every pressure in the world around us is, man, this is awful, isn't this terrible, what about this and what about that? Well, that's so reactive. Mm. And I think one of the things that we... we that was there, there were some driving components about how this sermon series was put together, and, and that was that we would live a proactive life, not a reactive life. We would live an intentional life, not an unintentional life. That we would live a biblical life, not a secular life. Mm -hmm. That we would live a godly life, not a self-centered life. And that we would see this as a process called sanctification, right? Mm -hmm. That we are justified by God, uh, and then we are sanctified in our faith so that we go live that out. Yep. It's yeah. hanging on the wall in the entryway. Yeah, get up and go do it. Yeah, right? for all of you listening online or if you haven't been uh, Harv printed these banners off and hung them on the entryway that talk about that. You know, I uh, and to, to, to kind of just tag along what you're saying is that the essence of this entire series is this, and I don't think a lot of people think this way anymore, is that your future is in your hands. Right. Your future is in your hands. And you it's mean the what, world doesn't get to decide who and what I am? That is correct. <laughs> Mind blown. Well, and, and I think one of the, the key, really important, powerful pieces of that is that when God endows us with his Holy Spirit, why is baptism such a beautiful act of faith? It's a faith component to be baptized. It's saying, I will surrender my life to you. And then the Spirit of the Lord is endowed into us through the work of God himself, is that his Spirit actually now empowers us to go live that freedom life. And that's why we're not afraid of freedom. And in fact, we embrace it. It's why we're not afraid of the notion, the notion of personal agency or, or the, the responsibility of mm -hmm. self 
that says, well, we don't need someone to build constructs to tell us how to go live or what we're supposed to go do. We have the living God in us to guide us to go live that. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, honestly, when we're talking with you guys here on the podcast, one of the, the greatest desires from a pastoral leadership sense is that you would be thriving in that walk, that in your relationships, mm-hmm. in the calling you have about what you do in your life, whatever you do for business or your livelihood, if you will, are you using the gifts that God gave you? Are you using them to his glory? And importantly, are they blessing you and are they blessing others? Those things are kind of, I hate to say it, but I mean, we kind of operate on that. That that's a given, you know, about right. this should be what you're doing. Right. And, and by the way, it blesses your life tremendously. So let's chat. I mean, we've hit almost 11 or we're hitting, we hit 10 different subjects over the course of the get up and go series. Let's talk about some of the highlights. What have, what have been some of your favorite parts or favorite sermons or topics that we've been able to discuss over this series? Pastor Harv, you want to start us off? You know, I'll start with a guy that's not in the room and that's Zach and that Zach preached so two great, a couple of great sermons along the way around living a generous life mm. and what and and what that actually means in our lives. Because one of the things that you all sometimes maybe don't realize is that pastors are pastored as well, and that we are led and cared for as well. And that mm. when Pastor Doug sharpens my life and Doug and Zach sharpens my life, mm. and we we sharpen each other again. Mm-hmm. You know Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. So the the idea is that we are being sharpened as well. So Zach's preaching. I I love it because here you have a young man who is put it, building a foundation of his life on the Word of God in a, in his marriage in the work world that he does and saying, hey, look, this actually does work and bless. So the so his sermons were such an encouragement and blessing to me as well. So I speak to him uh, about him because he's not here in the room today. Um, you know, I, for me, uh, when you look at Genesis chapter 1 and 2, you see what God intended. And God intended that we would have relationship with others, that we would be intimate and be intimate with someone else. And the world says that's also about sexuality. It has nothing to do with that. Is that when you think about our church staff, there's a growing familial sense of intimacy that we have in our church staff we have a growing sense of familial intimacy we have as a church family that mm. we're all sharing in. And that notion of uh, intimacy, that notion uh, comes out of Psalm, I believe it's Psalm 133, you know, how good and how pleasant it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. What a beautiful thing goes on. Well, that that sense mm. of intimacy, to me, that was a beautiful thing. And, and Pastor Doug, some of you guys don't know how it works, maybe in the background, but you know, Pastor Doug has that calling of God to be the shepherd of our church, to be our pastor and to lead us. And so when we talk about sermon series and things like that, we really know and believe that God's working through the shepherd of our church and that he is blessing and encouraging Pastor Doug in that. So I love having his leadership in my life that says, hey, I want you to delve into these topics and address them about uh, how they work in the life of faith. And so I'm being shepherded and pastored in that way. So the intimacy one was a great beginning one and start for me because it means so much more than what the coping world thinks it means. They they, they hope that maybe someday someone will like them for who they are. We believe that we were made to love and and care for other people in how God made them. And that's a great start. Yeah. Doug, how about you? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I really, I really like the one you preached on make a decision, you know, and then I really like the resolve conflict. I think, you know, we, we as people, we don't really remember or acknowledge how unresolved conflict weighs on us a lot. Oh, it's a it's a heavy 
It's a heavy burden. You know, one of the things that I think people get to watch when we get to, you know, tag team a little bit like this is we have been tossing around two words, orthodoxy, and which is right thinking, right believing, right understanding. And then there's orthopraxy, which is right practice. And that is, is that we believe things and then we do, do things. things. Yeah. And, and there's a big step between oh. those. Where <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Some people get real yes. stuck on that first yeah. one. Yeah. Well, I, I, there's, uh, there's a really fun Mexican saying around this. I learned this uh, probably 15 years ago, but uh, a gentleman said to me, you know, we're, there was a deal being struck and we we're talking about it. And he says, Harvey, he says, Harvey, hold on. The, the deal is like a cup of coffee. You smell it but there's still some room between your lips and the cup. Right? <laughs> you're not drinking it yet. In other words, he was trying to say you're not there yet. I think that applies here yeah. as it relates to just because you heard it doesn't mean you've done anything. Yeah. And I think a lot of Christians get stuck sometimes because they, they think, well, I heard it. How come it's not happening? Mm. Well, no, it, 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 this is a head, yeah. heart, heart thing. hands thing. Right? That's it's why cool. I liked repentance. That mm. the repentance was this was a real seminal message, at working on that uh, because it, that what that does is it brings those two things together, you know. Um, and it was really important to articulate how repentance isn't what we generally think, which is I'm going to stop doing things that are bad for me, you know. Right. But repentance ultimately is really pursuing the best things, the good things. And there's a lot of doing, a lot of engaging. There's a lot of clarifying of focus. Mm. And so repentance for me was one of the seminal messages and throughout the whole series. Well, right. And, and especially in a world, you know, it, this was a, you know, pardon me dating myself here, but you know, I think it was Bill Hybels came out with a book, you know, talked about having a faith in a sex crazed world. And that was 30 years ago. I mean, think about where we're at now and, yeah. and how, the world has made everything about uh, that that identity around that. Well, that man, there's so much more to life than that. And my identity is in Christ, and and that identity in Christ is what propels me. And oh, by the world, by the way, the world tries to st- you know because it does say actually in James chapter one as well, preceding this weekend's verses, is pure and undefiled religion. Don't be stained by the world. Yeah. And what happens is repentance is this beautiful cleansing, washing, redirection. Uh, Acts 3.19, repent therefore and return in order that times of, of refreshing may come from the Lord. We want to be refreshed in our lives. Refreshed. Go repent, right? Yes. Go be repentant. Repent. And that actually creates this beautiful life. Yeah. Which, which sounds like craziness to the world around us. Uh, but we also were told in First Corinthians too that that would seem like craziness to people who don't know the Lord. Yeah, it's foolishness to those Just who are about wise. You. What yep. are some thoughts you had along the way? So I really enjoyed the one on prayer. Um, one of the biggest things I've learned during my time here at Foothills is how to be better at prayer. I mean, you are like a master of prayer, or you can teach <laughs> a master class on prayer. prayer. Maybe we'll put it that way. Oh. You're Pastor I mean, Harv, the master. I mean, of listening prayer. to you pray and and how you approach it in so many different ways has just opened my my mind and my outlook on what prayer is. And then Zach also preached on prayer and what that could look like and praying continuously. Um, and it's just, I get to, I get the opportunity to serve in the youth ministry. And so having these conversations with you and Doug and, and working on sermons, and then we're going in and working with these youth and pastor Steve's repackaging them into something that's a little bit more 
um, their speed, their speed, or or and yeah. then uh, you know we have these really great discussion groups. I love that we model this small group mentality in our youth group where we're encouraging them, hey, in the future, this is what you should be growing into. And we're having some really good conversations and it's like, are they completely grasping everything? No, but I mean, I'm 33 as of last week and I still don't grasp everything. So it's Mm. like, but I get to pour in some of these amazing things I'm learning from uh, great people like you and Zach and these messages and all this stuff and able to share it with these young people and it's growing my spiritual walk as well. So the prayer one is really good. I think the conflict management one is so important just because it's an everyday use thing. It's a toolbox you carry around in every, well, and in college I took an entire semester just on conflict management and what that looks like. And so it's like, I have a better grasp on it than I think most people. And I'm still learning stuff. I mean, they took a secular approach to it and then it's like, okay, well, that's great, but then you can add this whole nother layer of what the Bible says of how you should approach it. And it gives a lot of the things that they've like, well, we've spent years and years researching, and this is the best way to resolve conflict. <laughs> and then <laughs> Pastor Harp comes out, and he's like, hey, the Bible says this. And it's like, oh, wait, this is... Uh, yeah, they did. It was 2,000 years ago. <laughs> it's been out for a while. Well, that's that's right. Well, yeah, I, I'll give you a little story real quick. So I met some people in Southern California. I was doing some consulting down there a few years ago and, and business consulting. So I was down there and the, the, there were some people I met and they had moved there from Tennessee and uh, they were just sharing their experiences. And they said something very interesting. They said in Tennessee, when someone moves in there, everyone would say, Hey, what church do you go to? He said, when we moved to California, the question was, what therapist do you go to? Mm. And, and here, here was what I thought was a very, very interesting thing is that people a lot of times will misunderstand or maybe even belittle they may misunderstand or belittle prayer, but what they miss is this idea that that everyone has a person they need to go to, mm. and everyone has this innate desire because that hole in our hearts was there and made mm. by God, mm-hmm. be filled by God. And mm-hmm. so, what people do is is that uh, Shadley and I have this little saying between us: is everybody worships somewhere, and everybody worships something or someone. And mm. what prayer and that, that thing on prayer and what get up and go does as well, it says this is that instead of angling the direction of our lives towards what the world says works is what would it look like if we had a radical idea and said, we're going to trust God for what he said would work. And then we go, and here's the catch. We go deploy it, right? We go deploy it. Yeah, we actually yeah. get into the real things of our lives. And so, Praying is one of those things, and you mentioned, and I thought it was a wonderful set, set there of teaching as well, is praying is learning to go to God rather than that first person that we want to call up and complain to, right? right? Is it Because God can hear our complaints, God can hear our joys, God can hear all those kinds of things, and, 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 and actually as you grow in it, it, wow, it really does bless your life. Absolutely. Mm. I really enjoyed the end times one. I, I kind of laughed because we had actually a lot of new visitors oh on that day. And so I was like, <laughs> man, what a sermon to come in on. But I mean, my roommate, he made a really good point, which, you know, it's always good, you know, as someone who's constantly kind of working with Pastor Doug and going, okay, we're going to do this. It's going to be great. He just had a completely different perspective. He's like, it was just so refreshing not to just be getting this giant guilt trip over and times of like, oh, oh yeah, my gosh, yeah. doom and gloom. It's like, you don't need to know when it's coming. Just like, 
rejoice in the fact that you can live a life that you'll be ready at any point for when it's coming. And it's like, it's yeah. just a very different take. And I was down at the farmer's market and we had some guys out on the corner screaming, repent, the end times are coming. You're going to burn. Sinners, you're going to burn. And I'm just like, <laughs> man, like in my head, I'm like, does the, is that effective? Like, it, are they getting people actively coming up to them going, Hey, I get it. Like, let's talk right now or, or, and it's, so it's like, it was a very weird, like Saturday I saw those guys and then Sunday pastor Doug preached. And I'm like, those are two very different messages. And they, they speak to you very differently about mm -hmm. what you should mm -hmm. be doing. They do. And you know, one of the things that I think is interesting is that I think that the non-believing world around us is actually thinking those thoughts. And what we have is a message that says, be ready, be prepared. Don't be deceived. And wow, Go live, and when when the Lord be ready for when He comes, I think is actually a fantastic, life saving, hope filled, hope filled message. Yeah, well yeah. said, well said. And it, it's what what what's what's hard to do. And and I think this is a similarity between what Jesus saw in Jerusalem, because you know what we do read is that He was coming down off the Mount of Olives. He's walking into the Garden of Gethsemane, up back into the Temple Mount, and as He's walking down, it says He He stopped there. And he looked at Jerusalem, and he and he lamented the sorrow they had, and that they were harassed and helpless. We live mm -hmm. in a world today that is harassed and helpless. And so, why we prepare uh, sermons, why we, you know, kind of put ourselves out there a little bit, is because we want you to, as believers yeah. to not be harassed and helpless. Mm -hmm. We want you to be full of faith and believing, and actually be given tools and gifts, right thinking coupled with right living to go live that life that God wants us to live. Mm -hmm. So there's a reason for why we're doing this. Mm, yeah, definitely in the standpoint of that everything we're talking about, you know, prayer is practicing repentance. That's right. what it is. Oh, yeah. uh, resolving conflict is practicing repentance. And uh, being prepared for the end times is practicing repentance. Because repentance is basically a single-minded focus of where you want your life to go and and I, re I just want to encourage people throughout this whole series is that your future of where you go is in your hands. It's the steps you take that determine your destination. It's not necessarily what you dream about or what you think about or any of that other kind of stuff. It's actual steps that you take. So I really like the fact that, that you're going to bring this all together on this weekend, bro, and you are going to make it stick. Well, um, Tall order, but you know, for, I mean, <laughs> but you're remember. the man, you could do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> High-fiving in a podcast. I didn't plan for that today. <laughs> what I would say, and, and I, and I printed this out because it was a part of the beginning of it is, is that we talked about three things. And I think that these are, these were going through every, whether it was a repentance sermon, the prayer sermon, the generosity sermon, yeah. the biblical uh, conflict resolution sermon. It, it, it was, this is that getting up and going is building built on, knowing your priorities in life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number two, here's a very important one. People, the company we keep determines a lot of where our future is and where our current life is as well. And then the third one was not letting passions drive and own our lives. Mm. Okay. Which are the three things that the, the world is struggling with as we speak. And so, yeah, we're going to work to close that out this weekend and be excited about that. You know, it's Labor Day weekend. A lot of people will be joining us online from wherever you are remotely mm -hmm. as well. Bless you. Enjoy God's countryside. We, we did get to go. So I got to go to Stanley this summer and had never been up there. And we got to go to Redfish Lake and take our, our, our kids up there. And 
Wow. Beautiful country. It is. Beautiful. You got up and gone. Yeah, we did it. I mean, we went out and did it. Exactly. And and then we told no one about it because we don't want anyone else to go up to Redfish Lake. <laughs> Unless you're from Idaho. You can go to Redfish Lake all you want to. It's your place. But, uh, yeah, we did that. And and that that is a beautiful part of, I think, what's going on in our church, too, is that there is a climate and uh, of encouragement. Yeah, let's do this together. Let's do life together in the faith. So we've got a few minutes left. Are there anything in the Get Up and Go series that, you know, if we had extended a little bit, you would have want to covered? Or is there anything in the fall you're really excited to be kind of getting into and talking about as people are starting to come back, settle in for fall? What What are you excited about or what were some things that maybe didn't make it into the Get Up and Go series that we might see in a later date? Oh, there's never any shortage of I know things there's that I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wired that way. So, there's so much things that Pastor Doug wants to talk about that we made a podcast for. It, I know, so. it's just not enough. Right. And every time we do it, I'm always like, oh my goodness, I want, I forgot to mention that. Well, one of the things I, I, I would like just to say to people is this, is that everybody gets excited about resolutions and plans and things mm. on January 1st. I, I think that the school calendar is likened to that and that this is a great time in our in our lives kind of because there's a bit of a uh, that school calendar sets a lot of tone for the culture right and so what i would encourage people to do is hey what if you sat down before we go into fall and say i mean what what would it look like if i got intentional about my fall this year and doing that i i want to put out there as well i so i'm doing a men's group uh where I'll have a couple different men's groups that I lead, and then Chadley and I will be leading a Bible study as well. And if you are interested in joining uh, that men's group, there's room in there. We're going to do it here at the church, and there's plenty of spots for guys. I want to put it out there to say if you guys want to join us, uh, we're going to be studying some really cool things over the course of that the year with that as it relates to how to build all those pillar blocks of your faith and what that looks like and do it in real conversations and such. So if you're a guy... You're interested in that, harv, H-A-R-V, at foothills.org. Send me an email. Love to have you in the group. Uh, we'll make a room and a spot for you in that group. So harv at foothills.org. Love, just a, love to have guys in there. Well, and for ladies, um, I know that Dana's talking about this new group that she's really excited yeah. about called mm-hmm. the Take It or Leave It, Leave it Club. Yeah. Um, we've got some really great ladies that are going to leave that. And it's kind of drop-in yeah. discipleship where drop you can show up. Yep. And if you're struggling with something or need yep. some advice on stuff, It'll just basically be a panel of women who are a little further along in their walk in life, whether they've had kids or they've been part of the church for a a while longer than you. And they'll basically just give you some advice based on what their life experience is. And you can either choose to follow them or, or, or do your own thing, but then you, you have that opportunity. And then there's so many other small groups that will give you a more dedicated um, weekly kind of thing. But um, there's just great things. Lots of opportunities. So women's groups, men's groups, couples groups, singles groups, every kind of group you can imagine here at the church. And also as well, I'm I'm excited about what's going on in our children's ministry. And I'm Mm. excited about the big Mm -hmm. stories that are being taught in there and that that using the Bible and those stories and characters about values and understanding what a biblical mindset and a biblical worldview is. And so helping families to do that up from the youngest of ages all the way through our church. There's so many good things on offer. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think we, we unfortunately, but also as a blessing, we're able to celebrate the life of Krista Long this last week. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, one of that the things big. Pastor Doug brought up during her celebration of life was um, a, a family mission statement, um, mm-hmm. which came from our family boot camp series last year. 
And I think sitting down in the fall and kind of putting together a mission statement, if you did one during the family boot camp, yeah. revise it a little bit, see if there's something you want to tweak. But having an idea of how you want to activate and get up and go with your faith as a family yeah. going into fall, I think it would be really powerful for you because that's going to determine what you're spending time doing, whether you decide to go to a bunch of sporting events or maybe you choose to do something with a group of people at the church, you know, they're going to dictate where you're putting your time, energy and, yeah. and money and having an idea of what those are at the beginning Absolutely. of the year, I think is going to really help you set those values. So yeah. do you have anything on that? Pastor Doug? Well, I would like to just say that the one thing that COVID has taught us is that when we put our faith in the things of this world, we're disappointed and more people have been confronted with the fact that, where they're putting their time and their energy and their focus is insufficient. It's just insufficient. And I just want you to know at Foothills Christian Church, we believe that uh, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. And I want everyone to walk into the salvation of their soul and the salvation of your life. And the things that you believe are so important because they are the wellspring of everything else downstream. And these practical things that we gave you are just a springboard for you to discover the truth of the living God in your life and to be able to walk with Jesus in a way that regardless of the circumstance, you know who you are, you know what you believe. And when the curveballs come and the rain falls, you stand strong because you are not blown here and there by every wind of doctrine. You are not weak need, mealy mouth care character. You are a person who has a steel spine based on the foundation of the truth on which this universe was created. And that is God and the manifestation of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So that's what we're about. And that's where we're going. And we want you to come with us. Yeah. Amen, Pastor. Well, I think that's a, that's pretty hard to go anywhere from that point. So I think we'll close it out. But <laughs> Great point, Dan. We, uh, we really appreciate Pastor Hart, Pastor Doug joining us. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Please tune in on Thursday. We'll be discussing a little bit more. It'll probably just be in me and um, Pastor Doug. But we are excited to hear how Pastor Harv wraps everything up on Sunday. And thank you guys so much for watching or listening on podcast. And we'll see you on Thursday. Blessings.